welcome to You Need to See This, an every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience, doing a weird voice. I'm Cozy Orlin, and I'm joined by my co-host... Brie Jones, also doing a weird voice. Ooh, nicely done, Brie, with a weird voice. <laughs> We're comedians, writers, filmmakers, and... Oh, crime scene cleaners. Oh, okay, mm. fun. Every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film, and we do it all without any spoilers whatsoever. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's hard to do. It's a, it's something I've learned. It's hard to like get ex- to not get really excited about a film you're, you're trying to convince someone <laughs> to watch without like giving away key points of the plot. Yeah, and it feels like especially these days, everybody doesn't care as much about spoiling compared to just connecting because mm-hmm. everything is so fast these days. Yeah, you can't log on to to Facebook uh, after something has just released on like Netflix without seeing some spoiler down your feed. Just immediately. And I, I have this opposite instinct where I'm like, I just want to push it away if everyone's talking about it. Not only right. do I not want to spoil it, I don't even want to hear that it exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that with Frozen. I remember all the Frozen oh, talk yeah. when that movie came out. I've never seen that movie because I'm like, I already know everything I need to know about it. I don't ever want to watch it. Yeah, it gets so tiring. Oh, the worst. I love watching people do that on Facebook with like things like Wordle right now. Everyone's like, oh, no, thank you. And I'm like, you know, I respect this response. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, what Wordle, what is going on with that? That was like, a, a, the, is it like the new Farmville? I remember when Farmville was like. Well, to me, it reminds me more of like Words with Friends where everyone was like, we're all playing Words with Friends now. That's what we're doing. And I'm like, well, it's a it's a verbal thing, and I'm a writer person, and I'm like English is like my whole deal. So I'm kind of on board with this trend. But I really respect people being like, eh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen I a lot of world lately. Everything. I mean, that's how <laughs> I felt about Tiger King. I'm like, ah, why is everyone talking about a thing right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiger King was a moment. That was like its own uh like notch on the timeline of the pandemic (laughs) like the tiger king phase that felt like the start of it almost like i really i really use it to mark that time (laughs) it was it was early on and now it feels it feels like 10 years ago yeah everything time nothing in time still makes any sense i can't believe it's 2022 but it is officially oh my gosh it is wow oh well Hopefully we've all been, I don't know, have you done any fun things yet this year? Not fun, but have you done any things that make it feel like it's 2022? Um, not <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done any. I mean, I've just, it, it feels kind of like, I think just with the, the surge, I've done more like early pandemic things where I go on long walks now. Oh, nice. And- <laughs> That's a great move. That's such a good yeah. move. I love it. I love walking and I like, I've just recently started, you know, trying to just explore the neighborhood and more and go to like streets I haven't been through and uh, hopefully find my way back because I have poor, horrible sense of direction, but. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. I'm, I'm playing old video games that I think gave me my original sense of direction. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, a kid could never have walked through this dungeon, but somehow I'm doing it as an adult. And it's because I was forced to do it as a kid by myself. (laughs) (laughs) So learning how to read dungeon maps is a, is a, is key to surviving. Skill. It oh, really is. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's fun to see those old games. Now I, the other day I downloaded, um, I would say 10 game gear games. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Yeah, like I'm at the point in the pandemic where I'm downloading ROMs of Game Gear games, <laughs> like translations <laughs> from Japanese only releases. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I haven't really been in the video game world in a while. I think like I played uh, just like uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time recently. Nice, nice. Um, I have an N64, so I have like the, all those Ooh. games that I've just sort of like somewhat played throughout the pandemic, but mm-hmm. um, but the video games I haven't really gotten t- too much into it's over lockdown or over all of whatever this time span is. That's truly probably a good thing because I can't stop now. <laughs> <laughs> they are addictive. Oh, it's so true. Uh, um, all right, we got an episode. What are we doing? Uh, I think we got a We Saw It. Is that true? Uh, we. Oh, yeah, we do. Nice. I I'm saw In a World. Oh, Speaking awesome. of weird voices. Ooh, yes. Fantastic. It was great. Um, I love the premise. It was very unique. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, um, and it was cute you know like the the romance kind of plot in it um right. it, it was cute and it wasn't like over in your face which i really liked yeah, it didn't um, dominate it too much no and uh, yeah it was funny and it was uh all all of the people in it all of the cast really made me just like want to rewatch children's hospital yes god such a good show oh yeah so maybe that's what maybe that's what i'll um end up watching next um it's a great but, idea it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. I haven't seen really any movies, honestly, that deal with like the voiceover world, let alone having it be about like the uh, the idea of like a female uh, voice that we're like, we, we just haven't been, we haven't gotten used to a, a female voice in like the theater trailer, movie trailer world. And it was something that like kind of struck me as like, how come I've never thought about this before? And I know <laughs> we kind of talked about it when we did this episode, but oh, sure. Huh. Um, it was just, it's just one of those things you just get so used to hearing a certain uh, voice in in commercials, in trailers that I, it never even struck me that like, oh, I'm just so used to hearing a man's voice in these movie trailers that it was a good thing to point out and make a, an entire plot um, out of like, why can't a woman do the thing that all these men are doing? Right. Oh, absolutely. I'm really glad that she highlighted that so nicely. Yeah. And it was funny, um, cute, well-written, uh, good, like, chemistry between the cast. And the whole, uh, the like, the story with the sister. I loved, like, the sister relationship. Oh, good. Yeah. Very family-y. <laughs> yes. Um, I definitely really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That's the best. Um, speaking of family, uh, family movies, or family-focused movies that are also comedies, like, I realized that the one we're doing today is also a very family focused movie. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a segue. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> segue. Oh, my favorite kind of yes. vocal choice or, and I don't know, I don't know what, uh, what would you call a segue? I guess part of conversation, <laughs> a part of, co- yeah. Transit conversational transition. Yeah. That sounds right. In, in the same way that like, uh, some kinds of words are, or everything is like a part of speech. Everything is not, but you know what I mean? Adjectives are parts of speech, et cetera, et cetera. Transitional pieces, segues are transitional pieces. 
Yes. Great. Anyway, uh, we did it. We did. We, 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 the perfect kind of segue is the one where you point out what a segue is yeah. as, instead of like making it a net. Cause a se- segue for the folks that listening at home, a segue mm. is supposed to be one, you know, <laughs> seamless kind of transition from it's one topic subtle. to the next. It's subtle. It you flows. don't even realize you're there. You're like, Oh, I'm in a new conversation topic so quickly. Oh, what a so feeling. quickly. Oh my. <laughs> yes, but calling out the segues, honestly, I'm, I think I'm going to do that in like real life from now on. Yes. I'm just going to be like, let's segue yeah, when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure people are with you every step of the way. It's a good feeling. <laughs> yes. Uh, today's film, today what we're talking about, today what I'm going to try and convince you to watch, hopefully, fingers crossed, is the 2008 dry, dark indie comedy Sunshine Cleaning. And Brie, you need to see this. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, Let me tell you what it's about. (laughs) I am eager to hear. Okay, good. I am eager to tell. Uh, I like this movie a lot. Um, Okay. So in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey. Yep. I know. There will be more. (laughs) There will be more of that Uh, later. Uh, Rose Lorkowski is a house cleaner and a single mother trying to keep her life together. She's having an affair with Mac, a cop. Uh, side note, a cab. Um, her sister. Side note. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> her sister Nora is a screw up who cannot hold down a job, and her son Oscar uh, is always trying to get in trouble, or always getting in trouble in elementary school. And her father's always looking for an angle with shady business opportunities. Uh, to make more money, she and her sister get an unusual job cleaning up after people have died. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I said that in a weird way. Cleaning up after people have died. There we go. And that's basically <laughs> what the movie focuses on. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting occupation. Right? Not something we hear about very often. No. A good focus for a film, I would dare say. Uh, it is directed by Christine Jeffs. Uh, she also directed the movie Sylvia about Sylvia Plath, along with a movie called Rain and a short called Stroke. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I think I, I, I've never seen any of those actually, but I know of Sylvia. I know I've, I, that's with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen any of them myself. Um, but after realizing that they worked on that, uh, Christine worked on this one, on that one, I am now more interested in seeing that one and the other ones too. It's uh, written, and this movie is written by Megan Hawley, who also wrote a movie called the snowflake crusade. Um, a while ago, it sounds like way before Snowflake was being used the way it is now. Um, mm. This movie sounds kind of amazing. It's an indie sci-fi film about the clone of a Nobel Prize winning food geneticist. Whoa. Okay. I know, right? That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so maybe I'll have to check that one out if I can get a copy of it somewhere. Who knows? Um, so Megan Holly and Christine Jeffs came up with this movie about hearing or after hearing a story on NPR's all things considered about two women hmm. in Seattle who started a biohazard hazard removal and cleaning service. Interesting. I, uh, I actually do know I met someone when I was working on uh, in casting on a game show who did this as a job, who was Amazing. like a crime scene cleanup uh, person. Wow. And, it was very, very interesting to hear of like, you just kind of become numb to like the gruesome things you see in that kind of job. Oh, I'm sure there's no question. It's, it's, I feel like any job involving gruesome stuff ends up with kind of like numbness and gallows humor and things to just sort of get you through. Yeah, you have to, you have to have like a dark sense of humor doing that or else how would you be able to like 
sleep at night and not have those images haunting you. Truly, like every time I'm looking up stuff for plastic surgery writing, I'm like, oh, I just saw the inside of someone's face again. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I Yeah. I, I, how you see her. That, that's, that's, I didn't even think about the fact that when you're writing that stuff, you kind of have to, you have to like look at these images to kind of know how to describe, I'm sure some of these procedures yeah I, I i do my best to avoid the visuals and i do my best to avoid videos and things like that but occasionally i will definitely stumble upon things where i'm like well it's good to know that that's how the incision looks but also now i know how an incision looks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a little rough but not too bad especially because there's a lot of stuff online that is client facing or potential client facing so it's all very safe and positive <laughs> right, you want you want you're wanting to make people feel like this is something that they want to do rather than yeah, um, than they are afraid of <laughs> yeah, a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Truly, truly true. Uh, this movie stars Amy Adams, amazing. Ooh, uh, Emily Blunt as her younger sister Nora, also amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Arkin as her father, and Jason Spivak as her seven year old son. It's also got Steve Zahn, Clifton Collins Jr., and Mary Lynn Ricecoop. Oh, I think I just saw, uh, I just watched White Lotus and I saw Steve Zahn is, is in that too. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I need to watch that. I haven't seen it, but I love him. All uh, in Alan Arkin. Isn't he also in, uh, he's in Little Miss Sunshine, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a, there are some, there's definitely some connections to, um, Little Miss Sunshine, uh, as a matter of fact. All the sunshine movies. Yes, it's true. Um, that's actually the reason why I first saw this partially the reason why I saw the movie because I'd just seen Little Miss Sunshine and I loved it. And I was like, well, this has sunshine in it. (laughs) (laughs) They've all got to be good. I'm in. Yeah. But it's also, this movie is from the producers of Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, okay. That that automatically makes me on board because I love Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, I'm so glad. Wonderful. And it also takes place in Albuquerque. They both do. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out 505. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw it in theaters definitely because because of those reasons. But I also saw it in theaters because the trailer had two sisters who run a client a crime scene cleaning business. Wow, that was hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> a clara a crime scening business. Um but yeah, two sisters run a crime clean uh, scene cleaning business and one of them is Amy Adams. So yes, of course I'm seeing it. Yeah. Um, so what are your first impressions? Um, I, it sounds like right up my alley. Um, interesting occupation and like sort of premise for, for, uh, a family kind of drama. Uh, also just like, yeah, after talking about in, in a world like the sister, I'm really a big fan of like the, the, the sister bonds kind of, uh, thing. Oh, perfect. Good, good, good. Yeah. So I think, um, it sounds it sounds like a good movie. Producers of Little Miss Sunshine, uh, good cast. Um, I don't. I honestly have never heard of this movie before, so I'm. Oh, the best. I don't even remember seeing trailers for it. Yeah, um, it really did go very much under the radar, which is crazy because of that cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Amy Adams like that, and Emily Blunt. I mean, come on, too good. Come it's on, too good. That's that's too good. And it definitely a very, very sister-focused movie. Very, very focused on family and loss and um, and the sister bond. It's also about death and what's left behind, both literally and figuratively. Mm, okay. uh, 
and I partially brought this one today because we've both recently experienced deaths in our families. Yes, this is true. Yeah, um, it's, it's very strange. Um, there's a chance that this movie is either perfect for you or also too soon or too close. Uh, I lean hard into these things, so I'm probably the wrong person to gauge it. Uh, I think I'm like more of the uh, face it head on and, and like I have my personal way of dealing with death also is like I've never worked in like a gruesome field or anything but like I am morose and and like gallows humor <laughs> 100% and sometimes make jokes that like or like laugh my way through my grief um so I think I'm uh, on board for for a movie that that talks about death and and, and uh yeah okay, I think perfect. uh I think this sounds this sounds great. Oh, good. Um, and also, not only is it about death, someone also rescues a cat during this movie, which, like, that's a thing Aww. that happened to you recently, right? Uh, oh, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I did, yes, yes, that's very true. I did rescue a cat in uh, on my way back from visiting my family um, in Albuquerque. I stopped in Tucson, and a little kitten was meowing outside my my door. And I was already fostering. I had already illegally had a cat. Don't don't listen to this if you're in Tucson at Red Roof Inn, please. Um, I already was. I had a cat in my room because I um, had agreed to foster one of my friends' cats um, for a few months because she's kind of not like in a stable living situation right now. And hmm. so I already had a cat in my room. And then this little kitten's in there outside of my my door, meowing. Oh. And so I had cat food on me. I I fed him and super sweet little kitten. Um, it was. New Year's, uh, the day before New Year's Eve, so the 30th, Mm. and I brought this little kitten in, um, super sweet, was meowing a lot, and I was getting really anxious that, like, the person next to me in the room next to me was going to call for the the lobby and, like, rat me out because there's a clear big sign in their front lobby area that's like, no pets, you will be charged if you, uh, like, 250, it was like an insane fee of, like, if we catch you with a pet. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so the whole next day was was basically me like getting all evidence of this cat ever existing like out of the hotel room, like looking for hairs and like pieces of kibble like all around the apartment oh, or no. around the room. Um, <laughs> I don't. I never got charged, so I think I got away with it. But uh, I did take take this kit into a little rescue in Tucson because oh, apparently there's some real weird rule about um, in in Arizona about like animals being property so technically my plan originally was going to take it to take it back to LA because none of the rescues were open that day yeah because of the holiday and so Mm. I was like on my way back and I was like I don't know what to do with this kitten I'm not going to put it back outside and um I was going to take it back to California and a bunch of people got mad at me on Facebook because (laughs) apparently there's a rule in, in Arizona where you have to kind of have like a grace period of like three to five days uh, to see if if the cat belongs to anyone. It didn't have a chip. I got it checked. Oh, so I gotcha. assumed, yeah, I assumed it was either abandoned because it was by like a, a bunch of like motels by the freeway. Oh, yeah. Or it was just like a stray. But um, but he's he got rescued and he is doing fine. Yay. Getting all his shots and all everything. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm glad. Yes, yes. Uh, while you were there, did you have an EG? <laughs> an EG? Yeah, double EG, double E. I'm from Tucson. <laughs> oh, oh, what? what? No, I didn't. I've never never had that. <laughs> oh, well, they're a delight and a treat. Uh, they are one of the most local references to exist. Um, very much like a Slurpee or a Slushy, but an EG. 
An EG, okay. Uh, so it's a, it's like a slushy-like drink? Yes, with its own amazing, unique consistency. Uh, always recommend, if anyone's in Tucson or other parts of the Arizona area, to go to that local chain. And don't bother with the sub sandwiches, but definitely get an EG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tucson's a, a, an interesting place. I've, right. uh, I've only <laughs> been there once before, but um, it's, a, it's a neat little city. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was in Tucson in October when my grandma died. Oh. <laughs> yeah, strange stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is definitely another reason why I watched this movie. I was like, I want to see if I can do this on the podcast because uh cleaning cleaning up after after um a death was very much on my mind. Um, my grandma was uh, 99 and my mom and her boyfriend have just been cleaning out her condo for like a while, like since October. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's such a hard thing to, to deal with. I'm sure of like not only grieving, but having to deal with the logistics of like, Oh, they have all this stuff that we have to like sort through. And yeah, it's a weird thing because like there's something nice about the immediate required logistics after a death because you're forced to do practical things that mm-hmm. kind of keep your mind off of the weight of it but uh, like it's nice to have normalcy in a time where emotions can kind of get really rough but it can also compound the feeling of being overwhelmed so it depends on how difficult the bureaucracy is yeah it's um, a tough call. And she kept yeah. so much stuff. Like she kept everything. <laughs> As grandmothers do, I feel like that's like a a, a thing. Stuff. Yeah. And you very. were very close to your grandma, right? Yeah. She was like she was the the grandparent who I was the closest to and knew knew the most. And like she was the last surviving one. And everyone was like, Oh, she's still so young in her nineties and all this stuff and strange. So yeah. I, I helped out with cleaning while uh, while I was visiting, which I'd never done before. And I'm I'm a big fan of cleaning and, and organization. So I was like, hell yeah! I know this is probably <laughs> hard, but I'm ready. Let's be, let's pick up these bags of trash and let's shred these things and get rid of this like area by area and compartmentalize it in fun ways. And I don't know. I'm always like trying to help my mom feel less overwhelmed by stuff. No, that's great. I didn't, and that's another thing that just kind of like uh, struck me too is the the idea of like the nostalgic sort of attachment to like anything that you know she might have owned. It might be a lot yeah. harder for maybe your maybe your mom. Whether and you're kind of like you're close, but you're not like maybe growing up in that space or right, knowing right, like right. the meaning behind these certain objects. So it's a lot easier to sort of like to organize and and maybe just get rid of some stuff. Whereas like I find myself even through my own things and and and, and like any items I have an attachment to and I can sit there for hours. Like I could try to like get rid of some stuff, but if I'm going through like papers that, you know, a relative had, it's like, Oh, these are important. And I, maybe I will look back on these and, and and it's it's tough to make those choices. The, The easiest choices are things that are like, she had a lot of greeting cards that were, that were empty, um, Mm -hmm. that were given her, given to her by charities she had hundreds and hundreds of these greeting cards to use if she ever wanted to. And they were all very corny. And my mom was (laughs) like, yeah, these are going away immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Like there is no nostalgia in these, but then you find photo albums and then it gets tough because photographs make it real. 
<laughs> yeah, the photographs, that's like, yeah. Um, when my dad passed away, that was something that was hard for me was like mm. sitting through all the photos and just kind of like, I would, yeah, cleaning cleaning stuff up and then sitting through like the photos and, and instead of spending on the time on, on organizing and sorting, like I was just sitting there like on the floor, like looking through pictures. Yeah, oh, of course. It changes so, like, Every time I have a like a breakup or anything like that, I always I'm like these photos are the hard part. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like question of like, especially with breakups too. It's like uh, some people have that tendency to like, especially on like social media, deleting all their photos with their exes. Right, sure. But then it's like some people keep them because it is part. It's part of your your life and your story. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard to get rid of some of that stuff because especially when when you're with someone for so long and you're like, well, this was also my life and I don't want to get rid of it just because this person happened to be in it and all this. It's, it's hard to navigate that stuff. And there's no right way, it seems like. No right way. And breakups are in some ways very similar to like, you know, losing someone uh, uh, mm. physically. Like it's they're somewhat deaths because of like their presence in your life and then all of a sudden their absence in your life. Yeah, they leave the same, they leave a hole. They do. It's very strange. So I, when I was when I was cleaning out her condo or helping out a little bit with it, at least what I could do in a day or two, uh, I found this little black book, and I randomly opened it to just like make sure there wasn't anything in there worth keeping, and I saw that it had all these dates and names in it, and I realized it was a a date book of all the death dates of everyone who had died during my grandma's life. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I had never had a clue that she had anything like that and when you're 99 that is a lot of deaths yeah yeah she's that had i'm sure a lot of people friends and close loved ones that have passed away to yeah. live to, ni- to 99 that's a lot of heartbreak to go through it's so rough you lose everybody and it was very odd so i i found a pen and i added her name on her death date because it seemed like the thing that she would have done yeah and I put a big heart around it, and then I threw out the book, and I was like, all right, it's the cycle is complete. Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's I, a beautiful me, moment. Yeah. It, it felt like it should have been some... I was like, this feels like the symbolic and right thing to do, and part of me now is like, should I have kept the book and kept it going? But that's a whole... That's her life. That's not anybody else's. That's just everybody's deaths. <laughs> yeah. I think that was like kind of... It's like a beautiful like bookend to her life of like of sort of tracking these, these significant moments in, in her life. And for you to like, kind of ha- have, be able to, to just throw it out too. That's like commendable. I feel like I'd have a very hard time tossing that. Yeah. It, it's such a strange thing to figure out what to do with everybody's stuff. Um, she kept a lot of little sort of tchotchke things and a lot of them were elephants. And I'm sure there's a metaphor in there somewhere with elephant graveyards, but I don't have it yet. <laughs> hmm. But she also had this like, weird thing of um little like tooth toothpick style things they're not exactly toothpicks because they're made out of metal or glass or something Mm -hmm. but they have little pineapples on them and they look really specific and strange so i kept those and i might you know i might keep a couple other random things but it sounds like right now they're still going through all the sort of more boring things and and clothing and stuff but the chat, the tchotchkes are kind of in their own pile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, I feel like you have to go about that process almost with like an instinctive, like way of, of yeah. seeing these items, like whatever kind of speaks to you is what you can keep. Like 
uh, and then everything else, you know, you can't keep everything. But yeah, there's no way. It's so true. Uh, she, my mom was like, "Well, there were it's oh, there were some pots and pans that she had. If you wanted those to replace some of yours, and I'm like, ah, I'm okay. That one feels weird, and some things <laughs> yeah. feel weird, and some feel like nice. <laughs> yeah, I would probably feel weird about that too. I, I don't know. Yeah, even all the pens that I kept from her, I'm like, I feel weird about these pens on some level, but on other levels, I'm like, sure. Yeah, it's it's strange to parse out." the um what's the word i'm looking for uh utility is the wrong word but basically like the utility of an object versus the actual memories attached to it and and things and the death attached to it and all that yeah and i think like too i mean when did when did your grandmother pass away uh in october in October, yeah, and it's weird too because like the the phase the phases of like what feels weird then might feel not as weird now, and it, it, things that maybe felt uh, okay then might feel even weirder now. So it's mm. uh, I think uh, pots and pans. Oh yeah, like the, the objects that are like everyday things. Yeah, don't feel as like special unless it had some sort of like thing that is of certain. So some sort of like memory specifically attached to it that would right. make it special. Yeah, that's a good call. It's it's being able to, uh, yeah, to to sort of put them in different piles and make that work for you. She, mm-hmm. uh, there was a day I was at one point I was like, Mom, you should just like have a day where you only look at her books and get rid of all the books that you want to get rid of and like just have a book day because there's a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, com- compi- like segmenting it like that is a good way to like, I guess, deal with all the overwhelming yes. uh, nature of things too. It's like, okay, if you just focus on books today, then maybe it makes things a little bit easier to process. I hope so. I really do. It's tough. It's tough to give someone that kind of in- uh, advice or thought in the moment because they're just like, I don't know. My mom, my mom is always like, oh, I appreciate you telling me that, but I am not you and we're different people. And so I don't know how I'll do this. And- I'm like, I fair. understand. I wish I could help, but I get it. Right. And 99 years is a long, that's a long life. And I'm sure a lot of things accumulated. Oh my Lord. It's so, she kept every receipt she ever had, I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. And they're dealing with all the bank stuff now too, which is its own terrible, like uh never ending nightmare, apparently. Yes, that's a that's been my uh, my uncle who just passed away. That's yeah. been my aunt and my cousin's situation of like t- dealing with sort of like the financial setbacks of like his death and oh yeah and the, oh. all those logistics. That's a hard thing. Yeah, just uh, financial stuff is such a different world. Um, mm-hmm. My my mom's boyfriend comes from a financial background, so he seems like he has a good head about it all. And I'm just like, I'm glad somebody does because I certainly don't. Oh my gosh, no. I mean, like, yeah, uh, I didn't even, I think when my dad passed away, like, I'm glad my aunt was so close to my dad because she sort of took care of, like, a lot of the the financial stuff oh, and God. even just, like, paying for, like, the 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 funeral services because um, mm. we were all just, like, you know, it was unexpected and it was overwhelming and it was, uh, she, she had a good head on her shoulders to deal with all of that, whereas I was, like, barely trying to figure out how to pay rent and, like, uh, $400 apartment with three other people in college. So oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was very, very lucky that my mom handled all of my dad's death stuff. Uh, and I think that, uh, that helped her a little bit with this stuff with her mom too. So yeah. 
Because she's Stone like, okay, got to get those death certificates. I know everyone's going to ask for them. Right. And that's when you realize, too, it's like death is just a part of life. Like, <laughs> Yeah, bureaucracy part of life. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating and very strange. And uh, mm-hmm. I think in this movie there is definitely uh, some concept of that, I would say, and just seeing who's left behind in that same way. Yeah. Um, let's talk about reasons to see it. Yes. Great segue. Oh, I I called it out again. Oh, nailed it. Amazing. Well done. Oh, complimenting. (laughs) It's even better because then it's like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Uh, Usually I am uh, flawless with them. I don't know how I developed that skill, but uh, it's probably, it feels like (laughs) it's the same part of my brain that turns everything into a metaphor for my own life, (laughs) (laughs) which is very, very, very easy to do for me for some reason. Yeah, it's a great skill. Thinking. Yeah, I suppose as a writer, I'll be like, yeah, why not? Uh, so I'm I'm very bad at remembering to include trigger warnings with things generally. Um, I always have to remind myself to do it for things that don't really like trigger me personally, or or I like lean into a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this movie definitely deals a lot with suicide. So that's a thing I should mention at the top, as opposed to just like straight up being like, see this movie, there's a lot of sad stuff. And then someone watches and like, it starts with a suicide and you're like, oh God. So yeah, it does start with a suicide. Uh, and there are other suicide related things in it. Um, there's also an ableist slur in this movie, which is a bummer, but at least it's not constant. So that's something we take what we can get. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and that's not, horrible considering uh other movies we've looked at where right <sighs> different types of slurs in different categories yeah it's a hard it's a it's it's a tough one but at least it's not being used as a as a joke i don't know if i don't even remember if this movie used it as a as a joke i hope it didn't but mm-hmm. i think i feel like it's probably addressed pretty quickly in this one good actually you know what i remember what it i remember what it was now um, yeah, it's, 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 nah, it's not great, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not actually referring to anybody who is, who is dealing with that specific thing. So I guess that helps on some level. It's just ignorant and sad still. So yeah. Anyway, we got it. We got it. We got all the, we got all the stuff out of the way. <laughs> yeah. All the, the, the disclaimers. Yes, absolutely. Um, so the first reason why, you absolutely need to see sunshine cleaning is that it is a dark comedy written, directed by and starring awesome women. Yes. Yes. Love that. Oh, it's so great. It has long been the position of this podcast that women filmmakers deserve way more opportunities. And this fantastic movie only continues to reinforce how fucking important it is. Yeah, absolutely. When it's a great movie and you can, you realize that, that the, um, that the story is, is fine without, centering on like either the woman's being like uh wrapped up in a romance or involving uh giving giving these characters agency and directed by women that's great i think that's uh yeah more of that more that so important absolutely uh my uh my second reason is that this movie is so so dry and very funny and dark it's very grounded gallows humor which I'm always all about, like, I'm a true sucker for grounded indie comedy. And this is one of those. 
Perfect. Yes, uh, on board for for the dark, dry humor. Oh, good. It makes such a difference. I see so much broad stuff these days, and I'm just like, oh, it's so over the top. I nothing is believable, and I hate it. Uh, but those movies that you're that some people are like, that's not a comedy, and you're like, no, no, it's just subtle. You missed on the you missed the good stuff. You missed it, yeah. When it's so grounded that like it's can easily you can get through a scene without picking up on everything. But then I'm sure it's even better when you when you rewatched it recently. Yes. Oh, it's so nice. Uh, the uh, watching those old movies and then you grow up and you're like, I'm catching all the cool stuff now. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Also, the leads in this movie are fantastic. They're very good in this. Like saying this movie stars Amy Adams and Emily Blunt should. Be enough for people to turn this podcast right the fuck off and throw on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Amy Adams is an American treasure, and anyone who says otherwise is a goddamn monster. Uh, I have to agree with that. Yeah, there's never been anything that like e- any performance from Amy Adams that I liked that she didn't just like rock it. Oh, a wonder every time. <laughs> Yeah, she's great. Oh, and and both both uh, Amy Adams and Emily Blunt are really good and emotional in this. Like, there are so many moments where you're just like, "Oh, Amy Adams' eyes are shining because she has tears in them a lot," and it's just so easy to get invested and feel sad for stuff. I definitely, oh, it was great. Yeah, I think. Uh, so she's teary eyed in a lot of it, or like Absolutely. she's just she's just so invested in in her in her character that. She's really bringing it 100%, which I'm not, yeah, not surprised at all with Amy Adams. Yeah, I'd say both, honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's wonder, it's wonderful. And any movie focusing on Amy Adams, always the best. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like you'd have to, like, you need these, like, strong actors to really, like, sell this kind of, like, dark subject. Um, Absolutely. Because it is, emo- it's like you could do the dry, like, dry humor throughout, but I'm sure there's a lot of those moments of like emotional intensity that you have to feel in order for it to pay off. I would say absolutely. And just a lot of it's just focusing on her life and the difficult stuff as a single mom that she has to go through. It just mm-hmm. seems endlessly frustrating on all the levels. Um, and so here's a frustration. Uh, yeah. You see, you see it a lot in it where you're just like, Oh, she's dealing with this thing. Oh, this thing's happening at the same time. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Give Amy Adams a break. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, and the rest of the cast is also really killer in it. Uh, Alan Arkin's charming as always. Uh, Marilyn Ricecub is really awkward and good in it. Uh, the kid is great. He does a great job. You don't always see that. Kids in movies sometimes are over the top or silly. This one is doing a great job feeling natural and like um, annoying in good ways. <laughs> <laughs> and like even Aaron, even Eric Christian Olsen is in this, which is great. Oh wow! Right, he's always the best. I love seeing him in anything. Just a bonus. That is a bonus. Yeah, and Steve Zahn is Steve Zahn. <laughs> <laughs> got Steve. It's got like scenes with Steve Zahn and Amy Adams being cute together, and like I don't know. He was he was the comic relief in Suburbia, which I loved growing up. And mm. seeing the comic relief getting to be cute with Amy Adams makes my heart feel good. <laughs> and, and what is what is his role in this again? Uh, he plays uh, he plays a cop named Mac who uh, Amy Adams is having an affair with. Ah, got it. Okay. Yeah, um, he's the 
I think what it is is that he was like the high school football star and she was the like the the head of the cheerleading team but he ended up choosing someone else who he is now married to but she's having an affair with him. Got it. Okay. Just didn't go with the right person when it was kind of like clear that that was the right person. Exactly, yeah. And uh and and so it's interesting to see Steve Zahn be kind of like the good guy but also the bad guy in a lot of ways. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind him anymore. Yeah. Cheating with somebody and all that. So yeah, it's it's interesting to see uh that kind of thing. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of like uh adding the affair on top of being a single mom and doing this hard job. It's like a lot of really complicated and frustrating things to deal with and mm-hmm. complications that are the realities of of uh <laughs> of of life. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough stuff. Uh, and it definitely lends itself well to having something you can focus on, like a job. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And the fifth reason why you definitely need to see Sunshine Cleaning, and the audience does too, is that it's got a lot of good sad in it. Mm, Good sad. Yeah, my favorite. It's been a while since I saw it. This is probably the second time ever, and I think getting older let me appreciate it more, like I was talking about, and there are definitely a lot of tears happening in multiple parts of it where I was just like, oh, I feel so bad for everybody. Yeah, it's good to, I mean, to to be able to relate on that level. And a good sad is, is good. It's cathartic. It's the best. Oh, so necessary. <laughs> yeah, cry, crying during a movie is one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, same. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's going to loop around to my recommendation for this week at some point, too. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> um, so, what do you think? <laughs> um, it sounds it sounds really good. Um, nice. Yeah, I think uh, it sounds like an emotional movie, but I mean, it, I like that it's got the balance of humor and the drama of it. Um, because I, as much as I love like a funny movie, it is good to to. I feel like I, I respect writers and and directors and and storytellers who can really like kind of blend genres and be like really effective in both you know Mm -hmm, absolutely it's so nice to see it it feels it feels more real when when there's so much grounding to a comedy and it's just so much nicer that way (laughs) yeah when it's yeah when it's grounded i think you have a lot more room to like uh to play up other um emotions because you're not so absurd that you're really like that it's like um, it, it's like if you were an absurdist comedy and you're adding in like something that's supposed to be like sad and get like a really emotional reaction. That yeah. it's, I feel like it's a lot harder to pull off without it just coming off as more like absurdity. Yeah, especially when they don't give that reaction. You're just like, well, what is, are these people even human beings at this point? <laughs> right. They're all just like farces of themselves. Yeah, truly, truly. It just sticks with you. And you're like, well, I don't believe anything at this point. Ugh. Nice. Love, good, sad, good, sad. Oh, good. All right. So you're into it. You want to check it out? I'm into it. I oh. think I'll check it out. Yeah. Wonderful. Maybe. Yeah. And and considering like, yeah, I'm glad that you brought this movie considering both of us going through like family deaths recently. Like yeah. I, I like things. I like movies that, you know, are the escapist like, oh, take me out of this completely. But then this seems like a good balance of like, I enjoying it for, for story stake, but also, um, it's good to feel the feels. Truly, no question. <laughs> we gotta 
Otherwise, we're just waiting or putting it off or things like that. And you got to lean into it. Lean into the good sad, everybody. Yes, please. If you take one thing from this podcast, always that. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Audience, if you've seen Sunshine Cleaning, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Need to See Pod. Let us know your thoughts on it. Uh, Join the Facebook group. Tell us some other movies we need to see about Sunshine because Sunshine movies are clearly very good. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine. uh, just the movie Sunshine. (laughs) Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, Yeah, Sunshine is really good. I need to give that one a rewatch. Definitely way different. I believe it. I've still never seen that one, but I've heard so much good things about it that I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a Sunshine movie. I think uh, everyone, this is just a lesson that if you're a writer, you got to write a movie with the word Sunshine in the title, and it's just bound to be good. Yeah, I mean, it's a clear, direct route to, to n- not maybe not bucks, but like quality. And really, if you're an artist, that's what you should be going for anyway. <laughs> Agreed. I'm looking at, now I've, I had to open up IMDb and I'm like, what are the other Sunshine movies? Yeah, there's going to be one really bad one and I'm going to like feel really awful recommending that advice. Like, oh yeah, you're going to write this really bad Sunshine movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll, it'll crush all of the other good Sunshines. Sunshine on Leaf. The Sunshine Boys, Mr. Sunshine, the TV series, Love and Sunshine, Sunshine Hotel, uh, Blue Mm. Sunshine, uh, Let the Sunshine In, Walking on Sunshine, Sunshine Eyes, Secret Sunshine, Orangism. These are weird names. I don't know any of these movies. (laughs) Secret Sunshine. (laughs) It seems terrible. Oh, hey, we we can loop it back to the beginning. Super Mario Sunshine. (laughs) Super Mario Sunshine. That's an underrated uh, Mario game. Nice. I've never played it, but I bet it's very good. Sounds like a good. It is good. A good sunshine game. It's got that sunshine. What's the sunshine state again? (laughs) The sunshine state? uh, Is that Florida? Is that Florida? Uh Uh-oh. I think we broke it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) If it's Uh Florida, we might have broke it. (laughs) Is Florida the Sunshine State? It seems like it, it probably is. That sounds familiar to me, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah, we ruined the trend of good sunshine. Oh, yeah, it's no. Florida. It's Florida. I just confirmed. Oh, no. This is terrible news. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so forget everything we ever said. Yeah, we take it all back. We walk it all back. Peter, edit this out. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Everything about sunshine. Every mention of it. <laughs> Florida has overshadowed the good of sunshine. Oh, no. Oh, what a tragedy. But there was um, what was that? Uh, what was that really good movie that took place uh, in, near Disneyland in Florida? Um, um, was it the Disney, the Florida Project? Yes, the Florida Project. Maybe that can redeem us because that one was great. That was a good one. Yeah. All right, we found it. <laughs> we found it. Okay, and also, yeah, I know some people from Florida, and uh, y'all aren't horrible. No, you guys are great. Thank you. For I love the people Florida. I know from Florida. Yeah, I love the thank people you. who escaped Florida. <laughs> the people who escaped Florida. Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. My favorites. Oh, absolutely. Um, do you have any recommendations for this week? Um, my recommendation, I think, kind of goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast episode, which was uh, kind of taking a walk in a part of your neighborhood that you haven't explored. Just Ooh, like, I like it. New walking adventures. Um, get your steps in and uh, maybe discover a local taco shop that you've never been to and uh, and a street that, you know, you, you want to walk on. I, I found a bunch of little neat, like, furniture stores, like, locally owned businesses that I probably wouldn't have come across, like, 
it's so easy to do the Google search and be like, I'm going here and this is where I need to go. But some of these little places probably don't pop up as high on your, you know, search radar as, as oh, they yeah. would normally. So true, true. That's a great call. Explore your neighborhoods. Yes. Oh, especially, especially right now, outside is safe. Do some outsiding. Uh, a lesson yes. I very, advice I very much need to take because I think I'm part of this chair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am right me. now. I'm I'm in my pajama pants, and uh, it's literally like this. My room is normally light in in the daytime, and it's just like I feel like I'm just sitting in this like little dark corner of my room now, <laughs> oh, and like no. the only light is coming from my s- computer screen, which feels very much like how I've lived most of my pandemic. So. Of course, I um, it's funny. I I have two chairs and two com- two computers. One's the work computer. One's the home one. And I just switch between those, and that's my whole life. <laughs> and <laughs> part of me is like, should I move that that like home computer, the laptop, into from the middle of my living room into like the the uh, the closet where there are desks? Because my closet is weirdly big enough for two desks. I was like, I'm so confused. What? I why know. are your desks in your closet? It's very weird. I have a very big <laughs> studio apartment closet, um, two desks worth. And I was like, should I go there and like? not just work off of a tray table in the middle of my, of my, <laughs> of my living room. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to end up at a point where everything is darkness all the time. And I think the closet would be that. So I'm trying to keep it out in the open as much as I can. Yeah. Sunlight is important too. Even if you're in the work from home lifestyle, I realize that like, I think my next move, I want an apartment with like a big window. Cause I don't get enough sun in my apartment my windows here that's a good call i should open these windows occasionally (laughs) yes also get i get used to stuffy air too i'm like i'm a very i'm cold all the time so i never have my windows open but it's good to get that fresh airflow yeah same also cold all the time and i'm just like i don't want to let in more cold um no but i yeah i i don't open my windows and i also don't open the the curtains so I am sorry to say I'm one of those people who is uh, taking for granted his gigantic windows. <laughs> I know. I need to I need to try them just in honor of you, just so someone can enjoy giant windows. Yes, which brings me back to we you know sunshine is usually a good thing. Yes. 9 times sunshine. out of 10. <laughs> yes, 9 times out of 10. Oh, that's true. Um my recommendation <laughs> Okay. My recommendation for this is by a band called Bigger Better Sun, and I didn't realize that <laughs> until right now. <laughs> oh wow! Yep. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. I feel good about it. <laughs> nice. That what a little perfect bow that's, on top of this episode. That is a weird. That's perfect. Um, nice. That means we're in our element when we are discovering things. Uh, the song is called Fillers, which r- relates to my plastic surgery, um, and mm. the song Abso fucking lootly breaks me into tiny pieces every time i hear it uh i should recommend songs based on what is making cozy cry this week because it is that song <laughs> i want that podcast yes. songs that make cozy cry this week oh my god i would love that i i the problem is it would every week be some of it would probably be three of the same songs over and over again that's cool you could do a deep dive into each song and Ooh, that's a good idea and, and the feelings it gives you each and every time Ooh, and the history of it and the making a, of it. That's a very good idea. I might have to do that. Yes, future podcast. Oh, yes, please. Coming soon. For now, for now, listen to Fillers by Bigger Better Son. It's about feeling like you're the one in the relationship who is uh, being stepped on and, and sort of 
sucked dry and destroyed at all times. And if Oof, relatable, yeah, if if you have been in that situation, listen to this song because the lyrics are so good and very sad and very rough. Good, sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best kind. Even thinking about it right now, I'm like, okay, I gotta stop thinking about it. Right, I can. I, it's like, okay, cozy. Yep. Are you there? Slowly disappearing. Oh, no. Getting a hold cozy of myself. Oh, such a... <laughs> Quick, run over to Cozy's apartment and open the windows. <laughs> Let the sun shine in. Let the oh, sun shine in. Yeah, that song in 2021 was like the one that got me. Um, plugs, do we mm. have any? Um, nothing uh, different from what I usually plug, which is just my uh, following me on social media nice. and Fever and Fever Comedy uh, mm. at Fever Comedy on all the things. And... I'm at Brindiana Jones. Perfect. Um, mine is also the same. Uh, I'll do it this way this time. Um, I run an online improv uh, jam called the Cyber Jam. Like us on Facebook to uh, to join in or just to support it. That would be cool of you. Uh, cool. And uh, also, while you're on Facebook or or near itunes give us a five star rating <laughs> oh that segue was rough uh leave a review <laughs> subscribe if you leave a five star review we'll read it on the air uh in 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 a world style voice possibly <laughs> yeah. oh amazing special thanks to our editor pete burns uh and thank you so much to listening for listening to you need to see this <laughs> thank you <laughs> Enjoy your sons. Yes, open your windows. So when you're at the crime scenes, are the bodies still there? No, bodies are gone. But it's weird, you know, because we're, we're like connected to them in this strangely intimate way. And I don't know, I guess it's weird.